You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hey everybody, it's Kapow, the pop culture podcast, back once again. Thanks for joining us. My name is Jordan Lowe. My name is Madison with two N's <laughs> and a Y, but the Y isn't where you think it is. <laughs> yeah, that's where I thought it was going to be, but... <laughs> that's all I heard. Uh, I'm Seth, welcome to the talk club. Put down that wine glass, but if you're getting tipsy. Uh, <laughs> First rule of talk club is you don't fight about talk club. <laughs> We're already an hour into it, and they're just joining in. We said all the good stuff already. You should be a patron. Here, cutting room floor audio. It's pretty swell. It's where all the good stuff is. <laughs> and now for the not so good stuff. <laughs> Hey, my mom bought me a shirt this week. Nice. Right. That's my anecdote. <laughs> so try and think of a shirt. Hmm. The last possible shirt on the earth you would imagine me wearing. An eggplant. <laughs> imagine. <laughs> with a star eyes emoji. I don't know. What? So... My mom, her favorite (laughs) thing in the world is getting a bargain. All right. Mm. She loves yard sales. She loves Goodwill. If she can get a bargain on something, that just, that makes her. Don't tell me. I still want to guess this. Uh, Gucci. (laughs) I mean, it would be something like rich or something, you know, where the last thing you want to advertise is like. Uh, 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 Go like, the other way. Go the oh, other. Mm. You're, you're, you're headed the wrong way. So <laughs> he was at a yard, and I, I've literally had to sit her down in the last couple of years. And I've said, "Mom, I don't. Please don't buy me anything else. Because if she can't find something she <laughs> wants, don't buy me anything else ever. <laughs> like if she can't find something she wants, she'll buy it for something. You know, it's cheap. I, I don't need one, but maybe somebody else will. So it, as long as there's a bargain, that's all. That's the only excuse she needs. That's the important out, thing. Yeah, she'll figure out where it goes later. But she's. I said, I don't need any more clothes. My drawers are full of clothes. I don't need any more books. I've got a pile of books to read. Like, I, I'm good. I'm good. I, I'm going to need to Marie Kondo this place. Yeah. What What else is there at yard sales? <laughs> so she, she found these shirts. And she's like, I took all three shirts up. And I got them all for a dollar at a yard sale. One had a Marvel Comics logo on it. Hey, awesome. That's nice. One was a Cincinnati Reds polo shirt. Sweet. And then the third one was something else. <laughs> My Pretty Pony. No. Uh, Actually, I found a picture. I Googled and found a picture of it. So I can oh, it must be a popular oh, shirt. Oh, man. Are we even getting close? I haven't heard any hots no, or colds. No. <sighs> Opera. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> It was wow. a it was one of those hoodies that's made to be like three times too big for you with a full size face 
from head to toe to just the waist of Pennywise the Clown from the most recent It movie. Just zoomed in as far as you can go. In that, it's that really thin, like shiny material. Oh, nice so and it's not like, comfy. Yeah, it's like real thin, so it wouldn't it's be like warm. wearing wrapping paper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be warm in the least. And she's like, I was like, I was like, I would, I can't wear that, and would never wear that. Who Sorry. would? I mean, how how did that even get to the yard sale? Who wouldn't want that? <laughs> I wonder how much she paid for it. Let, uh, Thirty-three cents. They just. Oh. That, yeah. that would feel bad throwing that in the garbage. Though. Yeah, yeah. They they threw. So, they were just like, take it. I know you want these other two shirts. Please take yeah, this other. Please, one. this has been killing all the children in the neighborhood. <laughs> so she hold. I'm holding it up, looking at it, just being like, uh. And she's and she said something about the back, and I flip it over. Exact same image on the back. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so coming and going. Nice. You've got Pennywise staring down at you. That is awful. And I, we hemmed and hawed, and I tried not to, you know, be insulting, but we talked about it for a few minutes. She's like, "That's fine. Maybe one of the kids will wear it." Oh, and I was maybe like, "All of the kids." <laughs> I was like, "I said something." I was like, "Well, you know, that's from it. That's the Stephen King." I thought that was the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh and I said, well, I wouldn't wear a Joker shirt like that either, but at least that makes a little bit. Oh, yeah, at least I, th- maybe you know me a little. <laughs> you you should have stopped at the Stephen King and be like, you know who's a Stephen King fan? <laughs> that could, yeah. that, actually, that might be under the Christmas tree here. Oh, uh, yeah, oh man. You probably got three for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, oh, I, I guess his nose is red. Joker doesn't have a red nose. <laughs> Wow. You should also wrap that up and give it to him for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be. I would love that. Wow. Mail, mail that right up I-77 all the way to the lake. So I got two new shirts that are alright. One, I got hey. two off three is a pretty good ratio. According to Meatloaf. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so well there's um there's all kinds of stuff going on this weekend guys but right now it's the mecca for Dis- for us disney fans disney adults whatever you want to call us uh o- over in Anaheim, whatever whatever what, what do they call you behind your back <laughs> I've I've heard that Disney adult term thrown around quite a bit lately, and I'm not sure if that's really an insult, like it's like it's meant to be. But I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing: that we're all started by a mouse. This is where the early planning is taking place for our so-called uh, Disney World project. Mary Poppins practically perfect in every way. Yeah! As you can see on this map, we have a perfect location in Florida. Paul, I'm Michael Eisner. We call it Epcot. I'm there popping, y'all! means family. Family means nobody gets left behind. We know what we hope to accomplish. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled. Walt Disney production. Fun imagination, huh? <laughs>
Anyways, Anaheim, California, D23 is happening just this weekend, and we had some announce announcements already last night, some um, in, the, in the media preview, and this morning, and today, and uh, I, I jotted a few down just to, to talk about real quick, just kind of bullet point it. Um, but, uh, my favorite thing is, is Bob Chapek actually got booed on stage. So that was pretty great. <laughs> they, they cut the, cuts the mics off and, and, and the feed and everything. They were um, saying Bob. <laughs> that's exactly right. So Bob and a few other choice words. Um, but yeah, first thing I saw guys, D23 was, this was something we knew was coming, uh, was announced, um, previously and with the Epcot overhaul, but it's that dreamers point statue of Walt himself is coming to, uh, to Epcot. And they have the actual statue there at D 23 that you can just walk up to and get your picture taken with. And sit on his lap. Yeah. It's, um, this is the one where he's on the can. This is the squatty Walt. Yep. Squatty Walt. Looks like he's uh It's where I do my best dreaming. Yeah. He he looks like he's in indisposed. But uh the like is so how did it go <laughs> how did it make it through everybody? No one said, Hey, wait a minute. That angle's off. Well, I tell you in the concept art, it looks great. I mean, like it's close to be, being Great. Yeah, but it's just there's it's off. I think when when it actually come to to making the thing and putting it into a convention center in a different setting, everybody kind of went, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, it's uh it is that you that is instantly the thing that I dare anyone to not think that immediately when you see that. Yeah, it's and, just like he is it's so weird because you know more Walt in the in the parks to me is always, dropping a D twenty three. It's always a good idea, and I love when they announce this. And always gonna you know they're gonna put it right behind this new area, right behind Spaceship Earth and Epcot. So Walt was this something be, you were talking about years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I mean the statue looks like like I said it looks like the concept art, except in person. <laughs> It just that's what that's what you see. Like, why is Walt on the can? They should really put that in your favorite bathroom. That's a, that. I, I was just gonna say that that's where <laughs> man, right? That, that would be amazing on the back. Go in there to that bathroom, open up one of the stalls, and there he sits. <laughs> I would really feel like that was just for me. Yeah, like you. He's, the, he's you in there the, on the payphone. Right. <laughs> Yeah, right back there in the back of the Imagination Pavilion. Yeah, um, most people scroll through Instagram on the toilet. Right. Yeah. Walt's doing business on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so we, we we the the real statue, it's done, it's there. We just have to put it in Epcot apparently, but um I have to, huh? Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> we've spent the money. <laughs> so, it's not like uh uh, Bob's really one to uh, once he's spent the money, not not to do something with it, no matter how bad uh. it is. So, so anyway, Squatty Walt coming to Epcot um, at, at the new Dreamers Point, 
And they also announced a new Avengers attraction for DCA over at Disneyland Resort in the uh, Avengers Campus. Going to be some kind of multiverse attraction where you go to battle with your favorite heroes by your side is the concept. Don't know much more than that. Uh, Cliff's using the lingo here for you noobs. DCA is Disney California Adventure. Sorry, yes. Disney Cal- Disney's California Adventure over in Anaheim. Um, that resort there right across the Esplanade from Disneyland. And uh, then we... The Y in Esplanade is not where you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, So, in case you don't know, Disney's California Resort was built on the site of the original Disneyland parking lot. Because that was the only property they had right there. So, um, they also built, now when you park, you park in a big parking garage there on property. And the parks are, they sit, you know, facing each other basically in that area. in In between, that's the Esplanade, so... Um, that was a good explanation. Thank you. Uh, the Splash Mountain remodel. Um, we got a new model unveiled of the uh, concept. Before we just had concept art. It's going to be called Tiana's Bayou Adventure. Um, it's a reworking, getting rid of the the um, you know, the unfortunate racism. Oh, yes, okay. that all that all that stuff. Uh, is this go Mr. Away. Toad's Wild Ride? No, this is um where where Splash Mountain was or is, and uh, the Song of the South theming is going to go mm-hmm. away, and they're going to make it all Tiana, Princess and the Frog themed. Um, pulling out the briars, going to change some of the trees, and there's a new water tower. Well, and uh, Ron DeSantis have a law against changing history <laughs> I, like that? I'm sure he will. <laughs> <laughs> and um we don't know anything don't know much about the uh the inside part of the attraction quite yet except i think they they said it's going to have anim- they are going to do animatronics not screens um just like it is today and uh they are going to introduce i think 16 characters from the from the film into the ride so um pretty excited about that 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 was my favorite ride for a long long time and uh certainly one we've ridden many 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 times over the years always a family favorite and then um couple there's some movie news out there the haunted mansion movie that's coming out uh they introduced jamie lee curtis today uh she came out in a doom buggy which was is the omnimover ride vehicle for the haunted mansion it's called a doom buggy She's going to play Madame Leota. They also announced Winona Ryder and Dan Levy are going to be um, part of the cast on that movie. Uh, a new Mufasa, The Lion King. Live action. Apparently it's going to be a sequel to that Lion King adaptation they did um, a couple years or so ago with uh, with the computer-generated animation. So... Uh, another sequel, Inside Out 2, was announced. So that, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, Inside Out is a uh, 
So it's still a very popular Pixar movie all about emotions, and this one's going to uh, apparently feature a story about Riley as a teenager, so I'm, I'm sure everybody will be back for that. Peter and Wendy, um, that's a new project, uh, apparently. That's going to come out, I think, next year, new movie. Uh, we got a trailer for the new live-action Little Mermaid, um, which I watched today. It was fine. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of these live-action movies. They're kind of hit and miss. This looked very faithful to the original uh, 1989 animated film. Uh, we also got from the parks. Uh, we it's currently it's been under construction for a long time in Epcot, but the Journey Moana Journey of Water attraction that's coming to that um, kind of center section of fut- what was Future World, right behind Spaceship Earth. That uh, is apparently going to have a 16-foot-tall statue as part of the attraction of Tafiti from Moana. So uh, we got a model of that and uh, um, kind of a to scale showing how big it's going to be compared to the average person. And it looks, you know, the concept is it looks like she's just out of the movie. You know, the big green plant lady um that she puts the heart in so (laughs) so that's coming say so yeah uh, believe me it's it's there and then uh we got some disney some discounts now announced um because it was also disney plus day uh just the other day which includes um you could sign up for one month of disney plus for a dollar 99 there was some discounts um, for Disney Cruise Line and uh, some Christmas time discounts for Walt Disney World Resort that you could get uh, up to twenty percent off rooms. And then I think there's a there's a National Geographic tie in there or a discount something uh, with that too. So, um, so what be- you buy? Where are you going to? Where Where am I going to? What were you? They got all these discounts. What'd you sign up for? Well, here's the deal. I have a trip planned for November. Um, the okay. discount was from December 11th. Uh. Yeah. So, um, I did go on the website and just to compare, and turns out because it's a busy Christmas season, even with the discount, um, looked at the same amount of stays at uh, the resort we're staying at. And it would be about three hundred dollars more. So I'm still getting a better deal than uh, than with had I gone a month later with the discount. Then um, we got some news about the Disney Company's hundred year anniversary. It's going to start on January the first at the uh, Dick Clark's Rockin' New Year's Eve um, celebration. So I'm sure that'll probably be a, a whole year to eighteen month celebration there. How long has Dick Clark been dead? A while. And he's still rocking on New Year's Eve. Um, his trademark is. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know about him. He might be. He might be rolling over in his grave. Um, also, we have officially our live-action Ezra Bridger um, actor casting. That's going to be on the Ahsoka uh, Disney Plus show. 
His name is Iman Esfandi. And um, let me see if I can pull a picture up for you guys real quick here. He looks like Ezra Bridger. He looks like an older Ezra Bridger. That he does. So we got that news. Um, and that, that's, you know, for the most part, um, that's what I was interested in. I'm sure we'll get more announcements, uh, from, for the rest of the weekend. There was some other, you know, some, um, park news for parks in, uh, not in this country. So that's out there, but I really, I don't think anybody, any of our listeners probably really cares too much about that. And there's, there's got to be some Marvel news dropping. But... I'm sure it's coming. I'm sure it's coming. Did you so. check out that new Pinocchio on, on Disney Plus Day? Not yet. Um, I'm definitely going to watch it. Cause, just because I I think the an, the look, the animation, um, Tom Hanks' Geppetto looks really good. But like we mentioned uh, an episode or two ago, Pinocchio is a dark and strange movie. I gotta tell you, you know, I remember we were laughing about that of movies that scared us as kids, and I said Pinocchio, and you put an audio clip in there mm-hmm. of the kid being turned into a donkey. Yeah, and I like the hair on the back of my neck stood up. Like that, wh- whoever that was, his performance. Yeah, was terrible. You know, it's I crazy. See it being played as, oh no, I'm a donkey, but he had like. Boom, chili, like ah, like it was, it was <laughs> when horrifying. He's, when that, when that kid Just is the screaming. audio of it, so I can't imagine sitting in a theater as a five-year-old back then. And that kid, I thought screaming. I was, I thought I was watching this this past weekend. But it was at Elvis. Oh God, <laughs> Mama, help me, Mama, turn it off. That's what was going on at my house. We tried to watch that movie, <sighs> so. Yes, so D23, stay tuned. Maybe we'll have some more really good stuff coming out of that. I hope so. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic's coming back. It's been over, well, it's been like two and a half years now. Waiting on it. Waiting on this new version. When I get there, it better be open. now there's something very important i forgot to tell you what don't cross the streams islands in the stream that is what we are cross the streams all my uh all my cheap movie channels are winding down this is my last week of showtime in paramount that that sounds like an old hank williams jr song (laughs) Don't don't encourage me to write a song between now and the end. <laughs> All my cheap movie channels are winding down. That's Hank Williams, like the fit. That's like a future mm. Hank Williams, whose biggest problem isn't cheating women. <laughs> it's it's just too many streaming options. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna take my showtime away. So I watched, I, I told you all the stuff I watched on Paramount um, a couple episodes ago. I watched a, a 
Turtle Power. It was a documentary about the origins of the Ninja Turtles. I thought it was newer, but it was like only like 2014, so there wasn't a whole lot of mm. current information. But a ton of footage of like home movies and stuff for them back in the 80s, and you know, very young guys, and it was it was interesting. Uh, I was watching uh, on Paramount Detroiters. I watched the series, the uh, two seasons that Tim Robinson and Sam Richardson sitcom that was on Comedy Central. Very very funny. Uh, and then I watched The Offer on Paramount, which was the series Seth had mentioned about the creation of The Godfather. I loved this show. It was it was excellent. They were so likable, um, those two, him and what's her name? Dang. Why can't I remember her name? Juno Temple? Yes. Playing Betty or whoever she was. I don't yeah. know. But, uh, but they were... His voice sounded so different than any other time, any other thing I've seen him in. Like, yeah, it was, it was really show, deep. And, every movie I've seen Miles Teller in, I think of him as a kid. This yeah. was like he was an adult. Absolutely, he was. It was not. He was not a kid in this. And of course, <clears throat> that can't. We just talked about this the other day. What's the guy's oh, name? Uh, <laughs> Matthew Good. Yes. Who was Ozymandias in Watchmen? Yeah, playing Robert Evans, super movie producer, the very tan guy, always has a cigarette and a scotch. I'm going to tell you, kid, you've got a future in this business. Like, hit, this was one of my favorite performances I've seen in, this year on yeah, TV. He was, was he was amazing. And I'm not even the biggest. Like, I don't rewatch Godfather every year. Like, I've only seen it a couple times. It's not, you know, I like it, but it's not good movie. My, but but it's not in my top 100. So, yeah, it wasn't like. You know, okay, so the show starts. The first line in the show is somebody says, Leave the cannoli. I'm like, Oh no, that's what this show's <laughs> gonna be. You know, a bunch of winks and references, and, blah, blah, blah. and very quickly it was, you know, it, there's a lot of that in there. There's shots they compose that look like scenes and they edit some stuff cleverly. But yeah, it's even if you're not a huge Godfather fan, this show is still fascinating about all the problems and, you know, how movies were changing in the 70s. And it was a good like pep talk of like what the movies matter, you know, the movies that's you know, people go to the theater and look at that screen and share their dream, you know. It was that good like uh positive spin on why movies are important. I'm I think the guy that played uh Marlon Brando was good too. He did a good impression. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was good. It was uh I really enjoyed it. I looked for I caught up on it when it was on caught up about halfway through and then look forward to it every week i like that that show so that was everything i watched from paramount showtime i watched more movies over there they have like all the a24 movies they have a, showtime has a pretty good movie selection but on the tv side of things i watched i went back and caught up the season i missed of Jesus and marrow which was like the late night talk show they did which I love, and I just heard they they're not doing anymore. They're what they're going up. They're they're going their separate ways to work on separate projects. You know, so I'm kind of they got different priorities now. They're gonna uh, one's gonna yeah. I don't know. But I was thinking like it, that show is very it. very funny. Oh, they've and been I was thinking, like they've been around for a long time. Um, not they weren't doing a Showtime show. They were doing yeah. uh, but they were doing their show. 
forever. And yeah, they're, they're very were, funny. Yeah. They got they broke on social media real big on Twitter and stuff. And then, you know, YouTube and that's a, a show on vice network. Mm-hmm. And then finally on showtime. But I thought I would never go back and watch Stephen Colbert or, you know, Conan even of like, Oh, I'm, you know, a year, I watched a show from a year ago where they're talking about the news. I, that like you missed it, <laughs> forget it. But I I was still laughing at these jokes, you know, about pop culture <laughs> from nine ten months ago. So that that's how funny these guys are. I love. Uh, I watched. We need to talk about Cosby, the documentary. That was really good. Yeah, that was that was good. Again, not not the easiest subject matter, but I like. I think you mentioned this when you talked about Seth of like. It wasn't all negative. It was like they, they talked about all the stuff he did, all the ground he broke, the opportunities he gave other actors and like the charities he did. And like he that's why this is so complicated, is because he was yeah. such a positive force all the while <laughs> being a horrible negative force behind the scenes. Right. Crazy. And then last thing I watched on Showtime, Yellow Jackets. The horror drama survival story about girls' soccer team in the 90s crashed in the mountains and were stuck in the woods alone for like 19 months. So you get teenage versions of the story, and then you also get the adult version of them in modern day. Christina Ricci, um, Melanie Linsky, is that her name? Yeah. Uh, Juliette Lewis. Juliette Lewis. I love this show too. I love that. I can't it's cancel great. these channels. These are uh, I love that show. If you went to high school in the nineties, you need to watch this show. Yes. Every song in it, I was like, yeah, that song. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. I can't wait for season two. But just good, creepy survival horror. But then also like the mystery of uh, who got off, yeah, that lost island, who got off the island, who's, who's still around, what do they do to survive? Like they just fill in the pieces a little bit at a time. And I'm, I'm, I'm into it big time. Yeah. Don't forget to watch Spivus and Butthead. No, yeah, that's still that on Paramount. Paramount. That, uh, I, I messaged you guys. It was the best episode of the season or best <laughs> show. I, re- I was trying to think what, what happened on those, but it was the one where they went to the mall and the guy was had a kiosk show in virtual reality. And so they're like, let's go try it out. This guy's playing a video game. It's like you're in it or whatever. They walk up and of course, it's just like, it's always the same formula. Just like when they went to the escape room and they went in the bathroom instead of the escape room and they tried to escape the bathroom. This is they pick up sunglasses off the sunglass tree and they're like, oh my gosh, everything looks so real. Let's go over here and fuck it and you know punch this guy in the balls and see what happens. <laughs> oh, uh, and the best thing is them trying try to. They're like, we need to start over or whatever. Well, you we gotta die to do that. He shoves Beavis out into traffic. Uh, it's so good. So that, good. I was th- that that show that ended on like we need to go kill some doctors. <laughs> like that show got in trouble for like killing frogs in the 90s yeah. like talking about them trying to kill other human beings <laughs> oh i loved when in the little bit in between where they were watching something i can't remember but it had firemen on it and he was like he was like <laughs> oh yeah, fire hose. i uh 
guess what comes out of it, but <laughs> guess what comes out of firehouse? Uh, everyone knows what comes out of a fire. They should be, they should call them watermen. Never meet, <laughs> never, never meet your heroes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so hilarious. I left my ass. Off. I mean, mm. it's as good as it ever was. Oh, uh, so good. Hmm. Beavis. I heard they canceled Paper Girls. Yeah, I heard that one too. season. Yeah. Yeah. They were shopping it, shopping it around, see if anyone wants to pick it up because Prime doesn't want it, which I never actually watched it. Oh, it's yet. your fault. <laughs> so I blame me. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn's got a bad track record. I don't get spending all this money on this stuff to just give it no, no shot. Agree. Now yeah. I'm worried that I bought way too many of the comics anticipating the rush of people <laughs> oh, no. watching the oh, show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw that new, I know you guys aren't big on trailers or DC all, all the time, but <laughs> there was in a, that order, in that yeah, order. Yeah. We got, we got a new trailer for uh, black Adam and I tell you, I don't know. I, I think it might actually be good. Like it, it looks interesting. And, um, there seems to be an actual story there, you know, uh, uh the I anti-hero. Will <laughs> <laughs> I will never see this movie. I've never been so sure of anything. In my yeah. Life. I, I, I think it might actually be good. It's, it's only one of it's, there's only two movies being released by Warner brothers for the rest of the year. And that's one of them. So that's something. Yeah, well, I hope it's good. Well, that's a bummer because Paper Girls didn't really end, you know. It, it, yeah, there's still a lot of story to go. So, well, maybe someone will pick it up. Yeah, uh, a lot of people liked it. They liked it better than Why the Last Man. So maybe there's a little higher hopes. But I'm not gonna hold my breath. I watched a show on um, Apple. TV Plus called Blackbird. I'd heard uh, nobody was watching it apparently, but a, co- a couple people said it was good. It's just a six episode mini series, basically about um, tr- based on a true story and kind of adapted by uh, Lahane. Is it Dennis Lahane? Is that his name? That guy who did like Mystic River and stuff like that. Jack Lahane. No, no, no. Lahane. <laughs> anyway, I like I like that. Mention Richard Simmons last episode. Yeah. Jack Lahane this episode. Let me get my yeah. juicer out. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was wrong. That'd be a great uh, title for a movie. Juicer, <laughs> the Jack Lahane story. Anyway, this got has Taryn Edgerton, Paul Wal- Walter mm. Hauser, Greg Kinnear, Ray Liotta, and it's good. Uh, it's it's not uh, amazing, but I like this kind of show. It's like basically, Ed, Taron Edgerton plays this guy, you know, who's doing a, some illegal stuff and goes to jail for it, but he kind of gets over sentenced, and they then they the FBI tries to use him. They're like, yeah, we'll let you get out early if you go 
make friends with this guy on the inside of this really bad prison. We, we need to know where he buried the bodies type thing. And Paul Walter Hauser plays the sicko, basically, that killed a bunch of people. And it is such an over-the-top performance, like, but it kind of works. Like, that's, it's, that's, mm-hmm. the guy, that's Stingray from Cobra Kai, right? Yeah. Yes. The guy from... Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was for, well, I was trying to think what the first thing was. Wasn't he in the I, Tanya thing? Was that his I, first Tanya, thing? I, Tanya, he was Jeff yeah. Mulooly. Yeah. <laughs> or his, the Jeff Mulooly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, he'll, he'll always be Stingray to me. Yeah, <laughs> right. Anyway, I really enjoyed it. I was, I was really into it. I, I loved the show. Ray Liotta was good. You know, so that he must have died during the mm. um, filming of it or something, and uh, or during the release of it. Anyway, when it was originally released, but it, uh, I really liked it. So if you have Apple TV Plus, it's definitely worth checking out. Everybody's good in it, and it's a good true crime story um but yeah how do you guys good. how do you guys feel about Taryn edgerton do you can, do we like him there's, there's nothing i've been like i'd have to look and see i never watched rocket man one I, job time yeah I, let's just do a quick one right now i it's probably the best thing i've liked it man i i've seen rocket man several times and i liked him in that um, but the big, you know, speaking of D23, the big thing we're waiting on is, is that Fantastic Four and X-Men casting, um, news, one or the other. And he, forever, he's been, everybody's been like, oh, he needs to be the new Wolverine and, and all this stuff. And, and yeah, I don't like that. The, well, I tell you the, here are the three, <laughs> here are the three names that have been heavily discussed. Taron Edgerton, Daniel Radcliffe, and <laughs> Keanu Reeves. Of course. Well, those are all stupid. So Keanu I think, Reeves is too old. Yeah, uh, and too, Daniel, Daniel too... Radcliffe would be my best pick out of those, and he's just not big enough. Yeah, that's why he's the right height, but he's not mm-hmm. big enough. I mean, acting. Well, I mean, they could they could fix that if if a freaking. Uh, um yeah sure <laughs> well i'm just saying if they, they came they got walt sitting on a toilet and if they can make brett she goldstein hercules like then they could garbage. make him you know harry potter could play logan he would be my pick out of those three i'll give you that much yeah acting wise you think i would be so fine with not having some x-men movies for a while well we've, it's been a while and i feel like yeah. it's still gonna be a while i do too we got a whole couple phases here to get through. Yeah, yeah uh, there have been the thing with Disney; they're not very good at. Keeping... But I don't have much. I don't know how long you guys plan on living. <laughs> I've but seen more X Men movies than a lifetime. I watched. Movie. I watched. I'm uh, fine. There's nothing I anticipate more than this one franchise. I, I watched a fan trailer t- today for. Uh, it's just a supercut of Mission Impossible stuff, <laughs> and it was. I was just like, talk about hair standing up on your arms. I was just like, oh my gosh, I just have to live for, for the next two Mission Impossible movies. Please. That's all I care about. You and Tom Cruise both have to make it. Oh. Yeah. I like the other day. Did you see the th- trailer? I'm sure it was all over the place where he was standing on the, out on the biplane or yeah. whatever. 
and he, he's like see you at the movies and they turn the plane sideways and he's just still standing on it and all this stuff and i'm like man tom and nicole the divorced and they're out here giving it up for the movies like he's on a plane she's in there freaking heartbreak feels good in a place like this before every movie like they 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 adopt they they kept movies. They're joint. They have joint custody of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault. Movies. We've just grown right. apart. Right. Mom and still dad. St- Mom and dad still love you. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> hmm. anyway, I just wondered because there's. Still get... Go ahead. Yeah, go well, I was just uh, going to say. I have no answer. I don't have like a. No, a I was. I was just going to say. I, I keep seeing the same thing over and over and over again. What D twenty three announcements? D twenty three announcements. They're upcoming, and I'm like, and half the time, I would say more than half the time, they end up being pretty correct. Like Disney doesn't always keep the best secrets, especially with these things. And and as we get closer and closer, more things tend to leak out. Things, things like. Jason Siegel. Right. Things like Jason Siegel being being the thing. Yeah, I've also yeah. now I saw today. It was like, oh, they're gonna announce John Krasinski is gonna be the the permanent Reed Richards and I don't believe that. Seth Rogan's gonna play Ben Grimm, and I was just like, that's even worse. <laughs> like I'd rather have Jason I, Siegel. I will say with all of these, I'm willing to be proven wrong. They they've done it before. I I was sitting there trying to think I could think of an example, but I've heard castings before that I definitely poo-pooed and then yeah. the person really brought it and I was impressed, you know, so well, they I'm could sure, pull it off. Maybe, you know, yeah, the whole, the whole cast of freaks and geeks be on the fantastic floor. Right. Linda Cardellini is the invisible. <laughs> no, she's Mockingbird. James Franco as Wyatt Wingfoot. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm all about, yeah, James Franco should definitely be involved. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Seth Rogen's got like a gravelly voice. If he tried to, you know, if he did play it, you know, his normal type. I, but I like that. Could, be- like I said, like anyone better could than, do it. Yeah. Better See, than Jason Segel. I don't either. I, I don't. I don't, I don't I like, like better that better because Segel. he would do his laugh, that stupid laugh that he always does, and it just I don't think I, it I, they could cut that out. They have <laughs> editors. Every time he laughs, they'll cut that out. Put something else. In. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was, I was going to say, I, I'm still watching that claim to fame show. I told you guys about it ended this week. I haven't watched the finale yet, but they, they I still, this is a good show. This is a, this is a under the radar. Good show. Where, where the people game show where the people are just related to big stars, big celebrities, and they have to try to figure out and call out who the other people are to, you know, eliminate them from the game. And it's not like it's always by genetics. Like these people kind of look, you, you could get it from look seeing them sometimes because they're just a couple steps away or like a, nephew or a you know grandson or you know sister brother you know they are close enough relation there's not something that you know where it's like by marriage is what i'm getting at there's genetics involved so it's 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 a good it's and they've had with the limited budget they've had they've got a lot of the game con the games are 
or whatever challenges are more creative than half the big brother stuff it's like they they've i'm amused by it so i hope they have a second season i hope all these celebrities relatives are getting on the horn call them say i want to be on it next because they had like some big relations this year so it's worth checking out and there's a couple people that are really good at it that have played their way to the end of the game i'm curious to see who wins or how they having never had the show before i don't know how it resolves itself how you actually win it i'm kind of curious so it's pretty interesting Anyway, I never brought it up before. I watched two. I watched a couple episodes of some show on Netflix called Untold. I assume it's popped up. One was the Manti Teow thing, the girlfriend that didn't exist. He's like the original catfish, right? You know. And, yeah, and I saw a lot of people talking about that. That was good. It you know a lot. It shows how the media really screwed him over and just didn't care what the real story was. It was like it, the story was. The, the fake story was too good not to cover, you know, mm-hmm. make him look like he was <laughs> in on everything. And there's no way you could watch this guy and think that he had anything to do with it. And he was, he was such a star in college. He was the number one guy. Yeah. And they, I mean, his, his career just, it just tanked after that. I mean, you he, get, it all explained to you why, like he, he really, lays everything out there talks about that and a lot of it has to do with this whole controversy Mm -hmm. is how it affected him and and stuff so it was really good the other episode i watched was the tim dunahy nba ref scandal where he was you know supposedly fixing games Mm. and it was good too so i may watch another episode or two of that if i find a subject that sounds interesting hmm Yeah, I haven't watched a whole lot. I did uh um I did mostly get caught up to this point on uh, we talked about Welcome to Wrexham. And I really like it, but I it always leaves me wanting a longer episode. I, I feel like. that's my thing. This my only complaint about it is cuz I've watched a lot of shows like this. Mhm. It's thin. Yeah. It yeah, I think they need to focus on the team way more. I totally agree. They're focused way too much on these two stars that only have a, it, everything we see of those guys is everything they're doing. Yeah. We're seeing the couple phone calls they have. And, and when, what I really want to see is the changes to the team. Mm-hmm. What's happening with all them. I want to, you know, get to know, we have not gotten to know the team and that is how you invest people into this. You know? Well, I think that's partly because when they came in, they kind of got rid of most of well, the Well, yeah, but yeah, we needed then... to, and we saw some of that, but we needed to see more. These these, yeah. these could be our episodes where yes. ha- the other half hour is how it works, who plays what positions, get to know these guys even more, live with them more. The yes, managers. The, yes, the we have these admin. two stars. Yeah, we, ha- we have these guys that they're really focused on the ownership, but but it doesn't give you that feel good. It gives right. you, there's blowing a bunch of money. <laughs> you know? Pretty much. That's yeah, my, are criticism. you worried about them losing on their investment? Like I'm not no. invested <laughs> exactly. in their investment. I like, I like the people. I like it, re- seeing the townspeople who are so invested. Well, that this most recent one did a whole thing of like a guy battling cancer and like 
his bucket list is for the team to be winners yeah. again. And like that kind of like, that's, uh, what that's I want. so emotionally manipulative. <laughs> yeah. I love, I want that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I want, I, I do like it though. Like even, even what we're getting is good, but it could be a little more. Yeah. But it was, yeah. I don't know if you guys have watched the most recent one. The, they, no. they talk about the previous owner no. who it just infuriated me. It was like, this guy bought the team back at the lowest point. Basically, like, this is really valuable property. It doesn't need a football team on it. I could, you know, we could flatten the stadium and I, my investment wow. would be tenfold. And, like, there were protests. The whole mm. city, like, came down on this guy. And it's like, how is that? But it talked, well, that's where it talked about the, the, the team, like, when you saw at the very beginning, Robin, Ryan had yeah. to be approved by yeah. it's like, yeah. it's that's like why. owned by the people that's why because the people basically you know saved the team from this this creep yeah. investor dude but like that's the point of it and it like sports teams are owned by the people even if yeah. not monetarily like how in the world could you buy one of the oldest teams in existence and destroy them to make a buck how could you take the Browns and move them to yeah. Baltimore? A- like ask Art you, Modell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have the legal, you have a contract, you got the money, but like yeah. that's not yours. That existed before you were born. It'll exist way after you're dead. How is that? Th- yeah, that's, that shouldn't be allowed. I, I don't yeah. know. It's it's crazy. And yeah, it's that's, that's when is... it's to have a success story where it didn't happen is good, I guess, but. I'm sure it's happened more than it hasn't happened. Well, it's, it's a weird, that's a weird subject because like, I feel the way you do, especially since I've lived through that. Oh yeah. And that blew my, it blew everyone's mind around that He could even do that. Right. And, but every time like a major sports franchise moves to another city, I get those same feelings all over again. Like I feel so Mm. bad for that fan base, but then you look, you know, historically, if you look at at franchises and their histories, like it used to happen all the time, and I'll, you know, way more frequently, we had teams moving all from city to city to city, and nobody, you know, especially in the beginnings of of these major, you know, sports leagues, and it's like until they kind of, you know, they would go from here to here to here. To, until they did kind of have success and, and got more established. And then they were in that city for like 70 years after that. But originally, yeah, a lot of these, a lot of these places did move around and I'm just like, you know, Oh, I guess, you know, being just a different world and not having that fan base established yeah, so much yeah. most of the time. But yeah, every time a team moves, I hate it. And even that stuff, you know, I'm a Reds fan. We we live near, there's a lot of Pirates fans around here. Like, these teams that have owners that spend a tenth of the of the money their competitors do, don't even try to put a competitive team on the field. They're like, well, we have to maximize revenue in order to do It's like, I don't care about your revenue. Like, it's not fair to the people who supported yeah. this or to every other fan in baseball even. Like, you know, the Dodgers you know, spend $300 million. They have to play the Reds and they have to play the Yankees. Like that doesn't, that there's, they're, they're not even in the same ballpark. Yeah. Know, forget it, the pun, but it's like, a, there are no rule. It's not, there's no rule. You can run a team however you want to. Right. 
And as long as you don't get run out of town on a, you know, with pitchforks, like, I guess we all just put up with it. It's just not, I don't know this to me, it's bigger than you. And you're, you know, if you don't have the money to do it, get out of the way and let somebody else do it. But sports, I don't know. Sports are just, like I said, they show it's about community and the city and history and family and pride and all this stuff. And it's like, yeah, it's the, the, to let one billionaire sit in his office and make all the decisions that affect, you know, thousands of other people. Like they're all be the law. Communism, I guess, <laughs> is what I'm. I'm advocating communism. Let's <laughs> seize the means of production. <laughs> Come on, comrades. <laughs> That's why he's a Reds fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but it just sucks. Sports yeah. are infuriating. True. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. And the twerk heard round the world. <laughs> I I've been watching the I've been a lot of the Disney shows I'll watch at three AM. Oh really? You're that guy. Wow. I just because You're up. Part of me is like I don't want to be told what to think about that. I want to see them first before someone tells me what I should be angry about. So like the, <laughs> I watched this one right when it premiered, they did their little dance. I'm like, all right, that's a little silly. And I went to bed innocent. <laughs> when I woke up the next morning, you'd think the world, they had, they had twerked the world sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Fandom had lots of opinions. Yeah. They were horrified by the silly dancing. Well, and in in the uh, was it the first episode when she learns how to do the Hulk clap? You better really watch out now. <laughs> yeah, I saw that meme. That yeah, I I watched it. I didn't think, honest to God, I didn't think anything of it. I didn't know there was a big controversy about it or anything. Until later on, I just was like, I, okay, I don't know what the big deal is. I don't is, even but... remember what the, I remember people being mad and I was like, I could, I had already watched it and then people were mad and I was, I couldn't figure out why. Yeah. They were mad. And then when I, I was like, oh, that's what they're, the, the why was not where I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure if it's mad. It's just like, there it goes again ruining marvel or what it's something about it was offensive to them but not in the way that don't oh don't be a snowflake that's not offensive but it's just like somehow that had jumped the shark the show had already jumped the shark for marvel as a whole entity but something about that pinpointed exactly what was wrong with it in some way i still can't articulate this show is operating at a level that <laughs> where you shouldn't take any i mean how no. anybody could get mad about anything on no. this show right it's all at that level it's all just whatever all right so spoilers for hulk she hulk three and four uh this the episode three was about the shape changing as guardian lady they, they were they were suing because <laughs> she uh megan the stallion Convinced that 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 sexist lawyer dude they're working with that uh, you know got here to him to spend money on her and all this stuff. So that's the B story anyway. It didn't really matter, but 
Um, so she starts the show saying, this isn't one of those cameo every week shows, like, you know, like <laughs> oh, except for Wong and Bruce. And yeah. Um, so it, I like that beginning. You know, She-Hulk has been revealed to the public and they showed YouTube comments and tweets of the, all, they showed the online backlash, which I'm sure was filmed before this show ever, you know, got that kind of backlash. So it knew, this show knew where it was headed and the, the toxic fan base, I think it, it understood that ahead of time <laughs> and was already trying to, to, to sand that down. Uh, so yeah, we got Wong, Sorcerer Supreme showed up. He's like, we're not erasing everyone's memories. He knew that was not a good idea. Mm. Uh, so the main thrust of the episode was the parole hearing for Emil Blonsky. So we had uh, Tim Roth for a longer segment of time. Yeah, I was a little surprised how much he, uh, how much screen time he did get. Like I thought it was just going to be a quick cameo to get people to watch, and that would be it. It did. I saw Incredible Hulk is on sometime this weekend. I, I set the button to record it because like I have not watched that movie since two thousand eight. So maybe maybe I'll have a fresh set of eyes because I remember not liking it at yeah, all when I yeah. when I saw that. But maybe something new will click will click with me this time around. Um, so on our way home, we meet the Wrecking Crew. If there was anything to be mad about, I was waiting for you to bring them up. <laughs> Is the is we finally get the wrecking crew and it's the weakest version I could think of. So what did you rob an Asgardian construction worker? And they're like basically, I, yeah, yeah, we did. But isn't that? I mean, I'm no Marvel guy, but isn't that who they are though? Like they're the ones that always get beat up the, at first. But they don't. They it was they X men them. They oh, they the way they, they made them regular looking people just two regular looking people mm-hmm. you know it's just like a gang of yeah. whoever's it's like the wrecking crew had costumes and stuff so quit don't quit trying to make them look real world mm. you know maybe we'll get there maybe this is just the origin story maybe. maybe but during that fight somebody tries to get a blood sample from jen and they say the it doesn't work he says the boss is going to be mad so somewhere out there, there's a boss telling the Wrecking Crew what to do. We don't know who that might be just yet, but that's curious. Uh, that's basically it. And then we had the post credit scene where the real Megan the Stallion was there, and they were twerking together, and it was, I will kill for you, Megan the Stallion. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think I read was like an ad lib, because that, that Maslani is a huge fan of hers. Like, I will kill for you. <laughs> which whatever okay that's a sitcom thing have a pop star show up on your sitcom yeah make yeah, a joke okay. like I, that's not offensive to me in any way whatever i thought it was great i mean throw throw as much crap as you can into these into these shows <laughs> as far as i'm concerned it's just a silly show yeah all right then we get episode four which i thought was Good. I think that was probably might be my favorite one yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, Magician Donnie Blaze. I hated that. But I did not yeah. like this episode because that guy was so cringy and it went on and on. I did like his hype man. <laughs> the old man with the top hat was pretty funny. <laughs> this guy's a stage magician that spent like a week training 
with Wong and the other trainees there on whatever that place is called. Yeah. Camertage or whatever it is. And he kept his, his ring that could open portals and he was using that in a stage show, which was how we get to meet Madison. <laughs> which speaking of cringe, like when she first showed up, I was like, all right, that's enough. But so the long, much. The longer she was there, she, I liked her. She grew on you. <laughs> <laughs> So we meet uh, Wong. We get to see Wong at home binging The Sopranos. Yeah, I'm sure they're like, if we're going to get Twitter outraged, let's go ahead and spoil The Sopranos. It's like, (laughs) let's just do it all. We know we're going to get it. Let's just go all the way. Well, that's what she says when Wong shows up. Is Wong will give the arm, give the show Twitter armor for a week. Yeah. <laughs> we know fans like Wong, so put, yeah. put Wong in it and they'll leave us alone and stop with that. So again, yeah, I feel like this show is ahead of its ahead of the curve and knowing what the complaints will be yeah. and not caring. So go right. that's I love yeah. that. Yeah. Like they know that certain people are gonna hate certain things and they're doing them anyway. And I I'm I'm more than okay. All right, so this uh this episode was she uh joining a online dating service. And swiping right and trying to find true love. And finding that Jen in human form is unappealing and unattractive and just gross and horrible. Who could ever, like, find her attractive? So she has to be She-Hulk to get to get attention. Which is such a TV thing that's putting glasses on a supermodel and saying, Well, what a nerd. I'd never date her, boo. <laughs> Give me a break. Uh... Yeah, that that seems a little on the nose. Yeah, but I mean, if you had your choice. Yeah. (laughs) So, so this week, this week or last week, I remember which. It's been a. Gins are a dime a dozen. Yeah. Some (laughs) somebody actually made a a filter on TikTok that you can use to make yourself look like She Hulk, Mm. and it's it's quite effective. I bet it looks as good as what is on the show. <laughs> yes. And well, and many females are using that filter and they're using it in various stages of like testing it out, like in nude yeah, <laughs> and sending it to their, you know, partners or boyfriends or husbands. What's that rabbit them. hole link? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it's become quite the uh, the the popular thing uh, in the last few days of, of this on social media. I knew this show was bad news. It's bad influence on people. So don't you two be sending me <laughs> nudie pictures with a green filter. I don't want them. So yeah, the dating scenes were a little obvious. The oh, there's the guy checking his phone and looking at other women and not listening, and oh, that's a bad dude. And oh, we have the perfect guy, and he's he's a feminist, and he he pays for dinner and whatever, but he finds Jen unattractive and not into it. Uh, that's dating in your thirties, I guess. Um, we have a demon attack. We have an action scene, kind of a fun, you know, multiversal. Uh, magic nonsense of her fighting these monsters. Then at the end, we reintroduce Titania. She is suing She-Hulk over the trademark of the name. 
So we're gonna we're gonna reintroduce the villain and put it in a legal setting of some sort. That's fine. Uh, and then the tag, Madison one over Wong, and they're hanging out watching TV. I'm talking about drinking. Right. <laughs> Get some Yaks milk and vodka. No, I thought yeah. I thought that was clever though. That at the end, um, you know, especially her as a lawyer, not thinking to trademark She-Hulk right. or her, you know, image, and, and getting burned by that. So, yeah, I I think it's been really good so far. It's just a lighthearted show that I don't have to think too hard about or or, or worry about this or that so far. And yeah. Heck yeah. I like it, Bob. So, except, uh, for, except for the Wrecking Crew. I did not like what they did to Wrecking Crew. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd seen um, some criticism about that. But every, all the criticism I was reading was simply not so much about their their look as much as like, oh, they should be tougher than that. You know, they're, they're the Wrecking Crew. And then I saw some, you know, like I said, some arguments about, yeah. They kind of get beat up a lot, so. They do, but they should have been formidable. Yeah, they fight Thor. They were, I mean, they they don't just (laughs) they like fight more than one person a lot. I had a customer today give me a theory that I love that will make everyone matter than anything that's happened on this show so far combined. Oh, if it it pays off. So I I don't know if I want to say it because it it's so good. I it's like no it. good if it's real. I'll feel like bad if we're spoiling it. Do it. This is inside nerdy, but uh, you know they've been teasing Daredevil, right? Yep. We yeah, we know that. Yeah. So he thinks Cliff, it's going to be Cliff spoiled us already. <laughs> he he thinks he's like shit. he's like I don't <laughs> think it's Daredevil. He's like I think it's D Man. <laughs> Knock off Daredevil. I hope. I was like that, that, that is genius. I would love if, it. If you know you see the Daredevil costume show up and everyone's like, Yeah, like they cheered in Spider Man. This is D Man. And he turns around as D Man. Oh my Fans god. Fans will flip their lids and I oh, will love it. That would be amazing. <laughs> this is like he would be like, you know, I need a D- lawyer. Uh, Dustin Dumpy, isn't that his name? If I <laughs> if I'm right, right. Yeah. If I'm right, I'm I'm proud of myself. But the trailer show like he's in like the yellow yeah. Daredevil suit. Like so this is like the knockoff. You know, mm-hmm. use the knockoff suit as like a very Z-list hero. Uh, you can see him needing a lawyer or something, and like, yeah, that 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 would fall into the theming of the show, though. Yes. Hmm. I thought you were going to say Jason Siegel. Dennis Dumpy. <laughs> Sorry, it was Dennis, Dennis Dumpy. Okay. See any relation to Phil? Uh, he's got a little Phil in him. So, yeah, that's a lot of, that was a lot of stuff. Yeah. He was in uh, Mark Greenwald's Cap, Cap mm. Run. Good stuff. Well, thanks for hanging out with us once again. I assume that's it for tonight. Yeah. So we will see you shortly. My name is Jordan Love. I'm Cliff Barnes. I'm Seth. Bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. 
Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show Kapow the Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash KPP for special content and access to Patreon-only benefits. We are grateful for anyone who chooses to contribute, but please know that most of our content will remain free. So please continue to like, comment, and share.